Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it's, anything goes on this, mate. He just fucking says topics. Anything goes when it comes to hoes. Hey. I'm the kingpin when it comes to... Remember that? Eight Mile. Eight Mile. Know. I used to love Eight Mile. Snoop Doggy Dogg got a motherfucking ticket. boob job. Dr. Dre, 2001. DRE. It was just Eight Mile, really. We were talking about them. But mm, all right, guys. You know I mean? yeah. Yeah. Everybody in the free one free. Yes. Hey, it's all about M44, mate. Stands, so about that. No, M44. he said this man did not have his hands up. This free world's got you gassed up. Now, who's afraid of the big bad wolf? One, two, two three to the four. four. One, one pot, two pot, three pot, four. Hi, guys. Welcome to Full Time Devils. This is the podcast. We are back. I'm Adam McCola. I've got Andy Tate to the left of me. And on my right, I've got Mr. Webby and, of course, Jay back in the house as well it's the international break it's getting close to being over guys you had a good break yeah uh, relaxing took a bit of cricket <coughs> went out of wales last night uh look i'm looking forward to saturday you know not really well wait, 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 let's pause there because yeah. you said you went down to wales last night yeah. you were hoping to see dylan levitt make his yes. debut he didn't um he will do soon i'm yes. sure probably the next international break um but you saw Daniel James score a well the other goal, his fourth goal of the season. Yeah, he did well. Obviously, he stayed on for 50 minutes. Uh, obviously, it must have been planned with the clubs. Come on, Bale, come on for him. Did well. Could have had a, another couple so of goals. So what you're saying is he kept Bale on the bench? <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't say <laughs> yeah, You're saying Daniel James is better than Bale. No. That's basically what you're saying. <laughs> basically, the kid did well. He's carried on and he's probably been our best performer so far. And like you were saying before... People was having a go that was signed from the Championship Club, but I'd like I like all that the people who are hungry, what a fight, you know what I mean? Not just coming in for the money, you know. And he's a nice kid. I managed to a little chat with him last night. Real nice kid as well, down to earth, no airs and graces, and long may continue. He's had the club. a difficult time as well yeah, when he joined the yeah. club, which is mm. you, we kind of look at footballers as robots and untouchable and all this and that, but you know, losing 
a parent for yeah. any young lad is going to be difficult whilst you're making that transition and no. it must be quite hard for him um, to have done that but he's kind of hit the ground running and it's good that United kind of has this Solskjaer back in and keeping that family kind of feel going um, how was your international break Andy? Uh, yes spent a week in Spain Malaga so I was, I was watching the Southampton game did anyone catch Andy raving? Uh, I did rave, I did rave and I sent it through. Yeah. I did, yeah. I, I, said a, I said a bit after the game. We should have Nothing. got Andy to record a travel vlog. Well, he did his IGTV video. And He's propping it. up our IGTV single handedly, Andy. Just wasn't, well, they're very, very disappointed with um, the result with 20 minutes to go and you get 10, 10 men and you put on Matic. So I was like, oh, God. I was in the bar, I was like, another. We were talking about that because I was over in Norway with Wes and for me it wouldn't have been a bad thing that he brought he yeah, took Matic. Wait, 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 you dropped that name. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been a bad thing to you've seen it before in other games that they've took these kind of defensive players off. Now he wouldn't have been happy. He's come out on social media and a few other idiots we've got there having to go directly at the manager. Can you imagine that on the Fergie they'd be bombed out now, they won't play again. You know, he's making his comments about if it goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, I get where you're coming from. I know you tweeted something about Maka, but I looked at the whole thing and I think, was it as bad as it was made out? I don't think it was, was bad. Was it just saying, like, saying, that's the manager's decision, he lives and dies by it, I'll just do my job. What struck me, mm, I'm just... And I know players are arrogant and all think they should start every game. Yeah. But Matic... I don't. Down. I never. I've never really thought of Matic as a problem. As like a. He's problem not a problem. That, you know, like he just seems to play. Get on, even like after Mourinho left, he was one of the few that like when he was pushed was like, I'm not going to get into all that. You know, we just move forward. I don't. I don't know. I just. I. I didn't think it was as bad as was. He was made basically out by saying the manager's going to live and die by his yeah, decisions, whether he picks yeah. me or not. Which I, I get, but then on the other hand, Matic, you were awful for a lot of last season as well, and you part of the reason your manager got sacked. And like you know, just shut up. <laughs> Why say it in the first place? Um, you don't need right. to say it, is there? You got, you're getting kept out of the team by McTominay. Maybe you need to look at yourself mm. first. I mean, I, it pains me that after... Uh, you remember we had that midfield three when we, we were winning under Ole of Herrera, Matic and Pogba? MPH. And it was like... Matic was like the weak link there, wasn't he, really? Do you know what I mean? Even which was then, a good weak link. Yeah, which was a good weak link at the time. Now it's like, obviously, Herrera's gone. Matic's just not even remotely... And it's not that he's more. an awful player... It's just players' age. It's mad because when yeah. we signed him as well, his first few games. I'll always remember the game he played. Obviously, he's not. It wasn't playing for United. He played up at the Etihad uh, against Torrey. At that time, was probably one of the best midfield players in Europe. You know, it hurts <clears> me saying. But Chelsea win the game one 0 go to win the league, and he has Torrey in his pocket all game and thinking what? Because don't forget, Chelsea sold him, didn't they? Soon Mourinho come back, they bought him back. The previous manager sold him, got rid of him. First thing he did, Mourinho at Chelsea was getting back, and virtually he was one of the main cogs in winning the league. And unfortunately for us, it's just seemed to have gone backwards towards the middle of last year. We got him just at a, the wrong time. Didn't yes. we, I think. I mean, he, well, he's not been terrible for United. I know he's not. He's still here, and he may well have many, you know some more good games for us. But I, I think Chelsea used that him. money for Kante as well, pretty much. Don't, don't, don't fucking don't tell me that. Goddamn. I know. Hmm. International goal, break's been... Yeah, definitely. There was a, there was a thing I liked from seeing from Matic this week. You've seen him waiting for Ronaldo with yeah, his kids. Yeah, his kids and that. You yeah. would want your dad to like... Imagine your dad played against Ronaldo and you never got a picture with Ronaldo. You'd yeah. be like, Dad. You know what I, mean? on, I think that's the closest he got to him on the pitch. <laughs> kids. I watched a bit It was a good game, game that 4-2, isn't it? 4-2, yeah. Uh, good game, you know. Did half right, Portugal, you know. 
They've been about to when the finals come around. They've got some good players. Obviously, the kid at Setter, the kid we should have signed. Uh, no did I. If I'm, you if you catch, if, by the way, if you catch me and Jay just looking over at the camera. <laughs> Like really worried. It's because we're just checking to see that Nick can still hear Webby because he's just like, yeah, yeah, like like, cat, like yeah, the mic's like, yeah. yeah. Can you mind something now? <laughs> hey. This mic's in my way, lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I watched the Holland Germany game. That was a good one as well. Uh, four, four, two. Two. four two, four yeah. two for Holland. That was a good game. Been some good games. There's, um, obviously, as well, there's a game tonight in the England play tonight. Well, let's not say tonight. No, no, no. no that's the point I'm making. Is people might be like, oh, in that's no break. Yeah, yeah. So when uh, it's recording, because of is the game being played at Southampton? Yeah. And why? When that's spent good. All... Yeah, but I'm not bothered about why they spent all this dough and why do it affects the teams who go down to the FA Cup semi-finals if they're that skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they've yeah, got yeah. a chance of making that's... money tonight. Can they not sell out? What that, is it? That's why a you... better point. What's that? Sorry. Like, if they can move an international game, why can't they move a semi-final? It, why can't they just Webby's why can't they just play all the England games it, at, yeah, at the yeah, Wembley yeah the thing we're, is as well we're so skinned and we the, the effect you know, right, we've been to semi-finals and we've been lucky enough to win semi-finals and go back for the final but if you look at these clubs who could never probably get to an FA Cup final for me well look at Watford last year yeah. you know you're going twice you know it takes it out of you it does for me as a United fan yeah. I don't think it's the whole yeah you Wembley, Wembley you're buzzing in the semi-final. You're buzzing, aren't you, for the final to go down there? But I, I know I only live, live round the corner and all that, but going Villa Park for semi-finals was, was amazing Absolute, for me. Yeah. I think that. back to Watford 4-1, I had, a, I had one of the best days of my life there. It was a weird game. I don't know if Kieran Richardson got booed, which is a bit strange, but <laughs> I loved that game. That 4-1 was amazing. Yeah. We were doing the old players on the left, players on That was buzzing. And then Villa Park 2-2. Two one against Arsenal. Um, yeah, yeah, that was really, that was a great. Yeah, one. I was, was, go, was going to say yeah. the Rude Van Nistelrooy one, but that was that, against that Villa. Villa. That, that was three, three, round, three, round, three two. That was it. The third round. So I actually sure watched that the other day. Uh, Sunday night was seven o'clock live on the BBC. United took the ground. It was mint. It was mad, Unbelievable. There's a little bit of a uh, pitch invasion. I was as well there, son. I was there, yeah. son. But obviously the best one. We used to always get tickets to to Villa games. In the away end or in the United section, because we knew someone that worked for the Villa ticket office. And before they sent the tickets to United, they'd give me and my dad ah, one. Yeah. So I skipped ah. the ballot for them ones, which. Don't let Sam know. Uh, well, I don't well, do ballots. He doesn't work for them anymore. Uh, obviously, the best one for me was the gigs <laughs> on the birthday, 14th of April, 99. Just what a night. I'm like saying, we've had some great times at, at Villa Park. Semi finals and against Villa. There was one when we won 1 0 with Scalzi scoring. Yes, and there was oh, absolute murders outside the yeah. ground that day. Phil Neville in midfield, was yeah. it? Yeah, Philip Mint. Unbelievable. Yeah, they beat him. Because Arsenal were the, were the top dogs. When was that? 2004? Yeah. Is that the, the, the Scalzi? Scalzi was under a bit of pressure as well. I can't remember. I just, I just remember Scalzi scored in the first half. White shirt. When they would have. Was that Invincible. the Invincible season? Yes. Even though it, you know, and also, even though we beat I've it. never seen so much trouble recently outside the stadium when they did that day. It was absolute carnival. That was following on from the league match where where, where the key on at the end when we missed the pelter because it was it, I'm not it sure. was bubbling from I'm that. Not sure. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. All these Arsenal wars are all over that like scattered in my head. You know, the good old days when yeah. it was an asshole that was top dog. Pizzagate, good old days. Yeah. Pizzagate, 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 Pizzagate following season. Well, it's been going on for years, hasn't it? Back to the 
Remember the remember the fights you used to have on the pitch back McClare, in the day, McSockey and Winterburn. Hey, oh, I can't remember that. I was a yeah. bit young then. <laughs> was that eighty seven, eighty nine, seventy nine, man? Night in the fucking. I, I wasn't was even born in seventy nine. Seventy nine. My dad went to, against Arsenal. They were two 0 down, and he left the yeah. stadium. And uh, United pulled it back to two two. But this is what's annoying me. Kick, they won it. This is oh, what's yeah, annoying me. You know now. You know. Well, I was going to say our era, I'm obviously younger than everyone here, but the you people that have seen like me. the people that have seen that Premier League era yeah. say United and Arsenal with a proper battle in the Premier League. Yeah. But now kids are growing up thinking City and Liverpool are fucking up, dogs. No, well, you've got to look at the longevity of it because from, night, what was it, 96 to 2004, only United and Arsenal won the, the Premier League. They only won three as well. Exactly. So, if, you, if in 10 years' time, you're looking at the Scouts and City have shared it between them for the next 10 years, yeah, fair enough, you can talk about it, all right, this is a historic rivalry. Yeah. But at the minute, it's been, you know, the Scouts have never won the Premier League. <laughs> and City, have, say, say and City have only just retained it. You can also so, yeah. look in those days, there was big characters on the teams. Keane, Vieira, you know, where, there's none of them about now. You know what I mean? You're not going to see Fernandinho and bloody, I don't know, James um, Milner fighting in the tunnel, No, no, no. They're, before they're, the game. No. Do you know what I mean? That all started, that, that rivalry <laughs> now between them two all started when they, when Liverpool attacked the City coach and it sort of spiralled you know out. Now, I, I think it came from the need for City to have a rival as well. Nailed it. Nailed it. Who's City's rivals? United and Dov. Yeah. End of the list. United have got Leeds, Liverpool, City have got United. So and then United have had Arsenal and other stuff going on. But historically, it's been those three. I wanted to City say, wanted that. To say something, because there's been a lot of talk about Kino, you, you mentioned Kino then, it just triggered it in my head. During this international break, that video oh. of Kino and Neville, and yeah. it's got like three three million views on YouTube, it's done quite well. Um, Neville was a lot quieter than he was when he was with yeah. me. I watched a longer <laughs> version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you're, it's almost, <laughs> as if, yeah, almost as if you're not as quiet as intimidating as when I came. He's quite happy to tell you to quiet down a minute, let him finish. <laughs> Kino was Kino, wasn't he? He told the truth. He told the truth. You know I mean? Even when he was leaving United, did he, watched though, it. Did, he, did he tell the truth, though? Because I found, right, I know it's to be all the geeky and all this, and I love Kino like everyone else, but there were contradictions in that. He said, I've not spoke to Fergie since I left, but in other interviews I've seen he spoke to Fergie with his, his manager at Sunderland, and he got he got Johnny Evans off us and, and a few others. So there's little things like that where I think he's been a little bit, if he's misremembering or he's being disingenuous, whichever way you want to look at it. But Fergie has done that with him as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and I think, like, the whole thing about... I know this is going to sound ridiculous, Webby, and you might, and you might remember this, Andy, you might be a bit young, but the whole Darren Ferguson thing, I think, was a bit unnecessary. Yeah. Because, like, Darren Ferguson came in for a dozen games when we had an injury crisis. At did a start, job. At the start of the, the start season. start of the season. Yeah. And we, you know... Won the first, exactly, the first season of the Premier, Premier League. I'm not saying Darren Ferguson was a mint player. He wasn't, but he did a the job. Costa for a did a Dublin three points at Southampton. First three points of the season. Do you know what I mean? Was three, yeah, I was there. Do you know what I mean? So you know I mean? it wasn't like Fergie said, oh, my team's struggling. He's shit, but he's my son. I will chuck him yeah. in. I thought he was half right. He what? He's half right. So he's not me a Roy Keane, is he? Not me no, good as him, but he did a he, job. For exactly. Him, and then to say that, I thought was, was that yeah. no need. Throw his wife in there. And it was and a that, that was a bit low. That that you was know, low. Do you know why, what? As well, why, what? you got there's got you've got lots of ammunition <laughs> without going. Get your wife. Oh, your son was shit, and your brothers are dodgy. You know, and you don't have to go down that route. In my opinion, I just think now you, you got to look at like with what happened to the boss last year. I think he's got to give your heads a wobble, you know. Phone him up. He got asked about that, didn't he? Well, no. you know, when he was he had the Ill, yeah. Ill, uh, the health scare last year, did you think to call him? No. No. <laughs> you know, I just thought that was perfect. I think that's. I, I'm one of these people that. With that, I, I know they've had a big relationship, they should. 
But I feel like if you're not friends with someone when they're alive, Fair don't enough. pretend to be when they're Fair dying. Fair enough. I get like, where I just yeah, find yeah, that yeah. all no, a little no, bit. I, I get where you're You know, from. like yeah. that. Yeah. So I kind of get that. I get it was a bit spiteful, which, like, I tweeted at the time, think of the kids. Like, yeah. just think of the, just think of us. Like, just, yeah. but just take yourselves out of it and, like, used to achieve such great things together. Think, yeah. You've given us exactly. so many good memories. Yeah. It's like watching your mum rip into your dad. You, you nailed it. They couldn't have done it, it, it without one another. They couldn't have done it without one another. Yeah, oh, but absolutely. But I feel part of it comes down to the fact that the class of 92 are lauded when Kino did as much, if not, was more important than them. I think Keno, I think you might have even tweeted some about this, Maku, and I think Keno's mentioned it as well. This whole brand of the class of ninety two. And I don't know, like let's not dis- I'm not disputing what the class of ninety two did. It was phenomenal. It all came through at similar times. But bar Beckham Beckham scores and gigs, Keno was better at like a yeah. better footballer than but, all of them. But the and it was more important yeah. than a lot of those as well. You can't you know, what was it, twelve and a half years? Captain us for what, seven of them or whatever it was. The guy was a phenomenon. Not just not just like the, the ninety nine season, but so many seasons where he was like the best midfielder in the Premier League, like standard. That was just him from like 95 onwards, probably 96 onwards to, to about 2002. He was the best midfielder in the Premier League. We won countless trophies. You know, 98, we didn't, we didn't, the reason we didn't win the league in 98 is because he got injured. Okay, it was Done at, Leeds, cru- at Leeds. Yeah. Leeds crucial. Yeah, when Haaland made the yeah. mistake of standing over him and giving got him, him back shit. for that, didn't Exactly. He? So you can't just dismiss Keane. He was a, an amazing player, Webby and Andy, you might argue. I was a little bit young to remember Robbo at his peak. So for me, he's the best midfielder I've ever mm, seen. He's really keen. Yeah, it's just the best well, midfielder. My dad shouts. Yeah, my dad's the same. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's the same. Yeah, my dad's like, Robbo 84 is the best midfielder. Scenario with Robson and Keane. Uh, Robbo virtually carried the team. Keane had great players all around him. Yeah. Robbo never. He had the odd two, Moses and then Wilkins, and they have a duck egg on the left. You know what I mean? So Robbo carried our team. There's one goal what sums Robbo up against. He's against West Brom. He wins the ball on the edge of our area. 20, 15 seconds later, he's editing it in their net. You know, that was Robbo. And obviously, he got a lot of injuries, especially for England and United. And we did suffer. We could have probably won the league with Robson in that team because he got them going. But he was out for too long. He's, he's done his collarbone in every 85, 86. four months or something. And we yeah. lost him. Yeah. And without Robbo... We could have been It's doomed. mad because you know, you're right. I look back at some of them games and you look at some of them like the 3 3 Anfield. I was watching that the other yeah, day when right that side with that tackle on McMahon. Some of the players Colin in Gibson that. Colin Gibson got sent off. That's what I mean. No old. disrespect to Colin Gibson and players like that. Gordon Strachan. Gordon Strachan equalising with a cigar as a scouser. Yeah. You see him on match yeah, of the yeah. day in the cup like that. This is the thing, like, yeah, Gordon Strachan, good player and all the rest of it. But you look at some of that team and you think, you know, not the strongest team. Do you know what I mean? Well, look at Keno's team, other than maybe 2000. But I do think Keno really was important team. in terms of, like, Keno was the manager on the pitch. He kept everyone in line. He kept the standards high. He kept, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and not only that, and I think people forget just because he was a bit of a mentalist, like flying around into challenges and he did Haaland and he was an absolutely quality footballer. He could pass <laughs> the ball out from the back. Yeah. Earlier on, when he first come from Nottingham Forest, he was box to box. Yeah. Um, I know you say that, like, I remember him popping up in the box, scoring goals all the time. And then he dropped a little bit deeper and allowed poor goals to kind of yeah. drift further forward. And I thought he was incredibly underrated as, as a player because of how good he was as a captain. Like, people say sometimes, oh, he couldn't lace Vieira's boots, and I think, what are you saying? What? His touch like, was mint. It's 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 his it's touch was mint, and what, he couldn't pick pay up for him. Is it like three, three points? It was a record at the time, yeah. wasn't and it? I remember three his debut against Sheffield United. He scored two. Do you three remember? Like, I'd say once we were in Altrincham, right? Me and my mates were fourteen in Altrincham. Macca, I've told his Macca. 
and we saw Lee Sharp and Roy Keane, right? Just shopping in Altrincham. was like, fucking hell, it's Roy Keane and Lee Sharp. So we ran over and mate had Keane on the back of his shirt, his Irishman mate. Black United shirt with Roy Keane on the back. Lee Sharp, I got him to sign my ticket stub. Roy Keane looks up and he went, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off with you. Right? To all of us. And I was laughing my head off, right? My mate had Keane on the back of his shirt. He went, look, look, Roy, he went, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's, there's a few things there, a few things. Right like, I was like, wow. We went to the club at Kills, you know, so I'll stay in my mind forever about Keane. Great bloke, you know, very, very dry, you know. Yeah. But obviously when we've been at Dews and he's been there, he's still all over the old players, Maisie and all them players and he's still got time for him. He does quite a bit for Norman's charity, Norman Whiteside's charity. I've always wanted to interview him, but I feel like it's a... Uh, Mate. Which, because I feel like he's a, he might, I feel like he may have this persona, and it may not be true. But then when you see things, sometimes you think maybe it is true. Like, yeah. how would you appro- like? I don't Dude, know. I what saying, yeah, great. Have you, you ever interviewed him? When no, you did but radio? it's funny because he got um, remember that taxi driver accused him of assault yeah, thing, yeah. and he got not guilty. Then he got acquitted, yeah. and um, took trigger the, for another walk. They had to go. It was at traffic magistrates, wherever it was, yeah. town magistrates. And they were like, we're gonna have to go and report on this. Like, so I'm gonna have to wait outside court and see if Roy Keane was uh, able to speak to us. I think I rang in sick that day. I was like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, I had a reporter went, and she like, she just said to him like, Roy, you know, have you got any reaction? He just ignored it. He didn't say anything. But I thought, nah, I didn't fancy that one. I do man. remember you know I mean? it was a reserve game um, after the World Cup 2000-2003 season. Mm. Mick McCarthy was in the stand at Altrincham, and Roy Keane was uh, downstairs. And you could actually, me and my dad's like, fucking hell, you could, you could sense the tension. Oh, yeah, you're finding each other, but the, you're like, whoa. When I went to United, he, one day... You got some one, great pictures what? from that, by the way. Come, I'm, I'm going to send you some pictures, but just look at some of these pictures from Webby when it was like the ones with Zizou. Oh. You got one with Maldini. Yeah. Right? You didn't have... What, what was your exact job role at that point? No just comment, you're on a photo Security. I was right. full-time security yeah. in charge on a non-match day at the yeah. training ground, so I managed to get... It was part of the job. So, like, before a European night when players trained on the pitch... I had to go back would... to the hotel with him. It was normally the Marriott up in Worsley, and I wasn't allowed to leave until their person said, we're happy, you know, and then it was back the next day, and then sometimes to the airport after the game. So, a European... Champions League was an absolute nightmare for me for three days. The day before the day of the match and then the debrief. And then if it was home again at the weekend, it was just an extra week. But I've m- managed to get in a few places. and have a You few get where places. water, can't you? Correct, yes, correct. <laughs> but going on about Keno there, we was at a do a bit ago. And obviously, he's very... He let on, like, obviously, remember from the United days because there was a few times I was with him when he was on the booze. Uh, and my mate who'd been at the charity do... I'd, auctioned and paid for something and said can I have a picture of Roy and this look on his face it's like he wanted to kill him he just gives something like 15 grand in from the auction and Keno was growling at him and he's, mm. that's just Keno and it puts that perspective to, do you want to go and interview him it's like if, if I you know saw him, him he's my hero yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be able to stop that excitement but then it's like you scared? Keno what kind of mood he's in? Yep. Can I have a, the old saying? Don't can I have a yeah, picture? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Because like, he's I old could. school, isn't yeah. it? Like, maybe he'd be more open to an autograph. He'd be like, all right, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I wouldn't run up to my camera out, that's for sure. Yeah. That's, I remember, that's a death I remember to we did a Q&A once with Lee Sharp, and I brought up that story about the time I saw him watching him, and he said he'd seen Roy Keane recently, and they were at a hotel, stood outside a hotel chatting, 
and a guy came over and went, excuse me, sorry to interrupt, can I just get a, a picture with you in the background? And Lee Shout was like, yeah, whatever. And Roy Keane was like, no. And the guy was like, right, sorry, and just walked off. So he's like... <laughs> we've got a few questions. I know we've been reminiscing a little bit. Uh, ask for some questions on the podcast today. Uh, Snake Ip Sam, our mate, says, is there any light at the end of this tunnel? Or are we as really as shit as it seems? I think there's light. Might take a bit of time. Yeah. You know. It's, it's the... It's the speed of the rebuild, isn't it? It's going to take time, mate. You know, it's, are the boards willing enough now? Now they know what's going on. I'm willing to give Solskjaer a couple of seasons, but will the boards, you know, you know, it's, it's an hard one, you know. Do what, do, the thing what got me over the summer, we all knew Lukaku was leaving because it was obvious he didn't want to be there, training at Anderlecht and doing yawning on bikes. But as soon as he left... We should have a replacement ready. Mm, now, exactly. Don't get me wrong. I want Greenwood to shine, but he's 17 years of age. Look at the other week when Martial didn't play injured. Don't wear bare bones. And I'm thinking, watching the match, can we? Have we got anyone who can step in now? Who's the next one who comes in? It was the, the young kid. Is it? I forget his name now. But number nine who plays for the 23. And that's more pressure on the kid. We should. Solskjaer should know from his days at United. The four, Ole, Teddy. Coley in York, you need four. Is that isn't was that not a one-off though? That yeah, because people no, talk about. I think that. in a one-striker system like we kind of have, you can get away with playing with having three. Yeah. But the problem for us is Rashford plays when Marshall plays. plays yeah. So two of our strikers are playing yeah. at the oh, same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that is an issue. But I agree, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I agree. The problem for me is <clears throat> I don't know whether I can't say whether Ali's the man or not because I don't know. He needs time. He needed more players in the summer. Yeah. He'll need players in January in the window. Will he get through to that window? That's the is one, the yeah. other question. Yeah, and that's a good one. Andy, what about yourself? I'm going to say, I, I've heard the Ollie Out Brigade and I think they're, they're a pathetic bunch, even if it's a small minority, because I'm willing to give him time. I'm, I'm willing to back him. I'm not going to turn on a club legend. It's like everybody wants to see some action, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a rebuild. This month is critical, I admit, because we've got... F- that's seven big games. Could you imagine if we lost to Rochdale? Could you imagine that? The shit storm it'd, it'd bring. But no, we've got to stick it and back it and ride it all through. And there is light on the end of the tunnel because you've seen how, how promising it was in the first two games of the season. And if results and uh, decisions and people took the penalties right, we would have been on 10 points out of 12, maybe even 12 out of 12. You know what I mean? And if, you, some if, bollocks. You, if you like XG... We should be second in the league, apparently. Yeah, someone was saying that. I was <laughs> seeing that XG stuff that goes... A lot of it goes over my head and um, That was... Here's a question that... I don't know if this is going to cause riots. Jay McQueen says, favourite Scottish team. Why? Why would you... Why? <laughs> Aberdeen, because of Fergie? Yes. I'll say Celtic, because if I don't, I can't go home. Uh, I... When was it... Was it... It was... It was testimonial, was it, against Celtic United for... Ryan was it 94? Ryan Giggs. In, oh, 1994. No, no, I was only a kid. 93, 94, was it? Celtic. They trashed Manchester. No, who was it? <laughs> Remember it? 90, was it, oh, who, it? Someone had a, a testimonial. Was it right, Mark right. Hughes or someone? Somebody. Mark Hughes. No, 94. 94, 94. I, anyway, the, I ended up... No, no, I went to a... I remember what, I was, Scottish team, I, I, Beef. You, you always going on about Cowden Beef. Um... Anyway, I ended up in the Celtic end at Old Trafford Mark for a friend they were all right. Yeah, yeah. 16th yeah, thank of May, you. 94. I, ended up I don't a... know that. I'm just searching it. I was only five at the time. I jibbed in. Well, I didn't have a choice. All the Celtic fans grabbed me and went, come in with us because I didn't have a ticket. 
and then like they were all out of me and Earl has a bit of a soft spot for Celtic after See, that. like when I was a really young kid because like my family from Ireland support Celtic but when I was a really young kid and they were watching the old firm games I'd be like oh come on Rangers just to like get a little bit of action in the house just yeah, yeah. just but now obviously I'm a little bit older my, my uncle's passed away and he used to love Celtic yeah. I always look and think go on but you look at it now, though. You you remember like when all the money was in the Scottish football and Rangers had was, was like Sinus was a manager and he had Louds up and Gascoigne and his you yeah. know and Celtic and it was toe to toe and that was good. But yeah, when it was and then all the money went out of Scottish football and then like Aberdeen a few years back was was quite close and then dropped at the end. But you know now it's going to be Celtic or Rangers. And for me, and what they played to were four times now. Yeah, I think oh. so. It's gone Scottish football, mate. There's a good point. Um, and look at the result last night. I can't remember who you know. said it on television, but it was in regards to the, the price and accessibility of football. And obviously in Scotland, they had their issues with, you know, poverty. Obviously, we have that issue everywhere in every country in Britain. But also, like, because Scottish football is making so much less money mm. and people have to pay 50, 60 quid an hour for football pitches and that, it's harder for, for young Scottish lads to play football. Yeah, I saw that in the Totally hear point. that as well. Um, let me see some more questions. Aberdeen was, yeah, Fergie at Aberdeen was amazing though, right? this built the, the, the firm in the, in the old firm, didn't you it? You know when Fergie came in, this is what I want to ask you, yeah. did you guys, I know you know, you couldn't have expected what was to happen, but in 1986 when Fergie came in, after you'd seen what he had done at Aberdeen, were you happy, were you excited? Yeah, you've you got to be excited, but if you look at it, under Big Ron, it was basically a cup team, you know, we'd have... We'd yeah. win against Liverpool. Look at Big Ron's record against Liverpool. It was probably no one would better it. Yeah. But we get beat against Norwich, against Leicester City, Derby County, and that's what that's what you look at the 1985-86 when we won the first ten games, and then obviously we drew the eleventh one to get the record. But what people forget that year, Liverpool had won nine out of ten, and was only two points behind us. You know, so <laughs> we finished fourth but that under, season. But, but under Fergie, when Fergie come at him, you. You're thinking I was at his first game at Oxford, you know, the, you know, building up what he'd done in Scotland, and then obviously I remember he was getting beat by Crystal Palace at home, and then I was all going to Nottingham Forest away in the cup, and we we announced it as Fergie's funeral on the coach, and it's the best United away ever. So being that, and we won one nil. Mark Robin scored, and it was a noisy. If you ask a Forest fan or any Red who went to that, it's the best away they've been in in my life. Because we went there, we were getting beat, and I think Jim Hill said something. Obviously, we was at the match, but you used to tape it then, didn't you? And he said, United looked beat in the warm-up. Because we had all injuries. And Forrest was a decent team at home. And we won 1-0. And then we went, went to every round that year. And we'd gone to Edifin in the fourth round. Clayton Blackmore when it was all flooded. We got a Newcastle away. We won 3-2. Danny Wallace, belting game. Then we beat Sheffield United away. McClare 1-0. Sheffield United was a good team at home. Then the semi-finals against Oldham. You know, after Liverpool had been knocked out by Palace. Great day. You know, Liverpool was the early game on BBC. We watched it in the West Indian Social Club. <laughs> my granddad, God rest his soul, uh, with his yeah, boys. A great game, 4-3. And then you're buzzing going into the ground. And Oldham was, had not to, in other cups, was a right handful. And uh, we drew three all. I think Roger Palmer got the equaliser. Who Roger Palmer? Got the equaliser. <laughs> and then we won the replay. And it was great. And then you're thinking, would we ever win that league under Fergie? We was always someone that held us back from Big Ron. We'd always like get carried away with a cup running and we'd only be two points behind Liverpool or someone and we'd put all our eggs into the cup basket because the FA Cup was massive then. It was was massive still when I was a kid because I remember watching... Do you know, Adam? Sorry, the 94 was the first you know one it, I can remember. Do you know when it's, for me, it had gone. Once you started playing all the semi-finals there, 
once they started changing the stupid names to the sponsors and that, that five o'clock kickoff. No, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that is, you know what it is as well? There's much more televised football. Back then there wasn't, yeah, you had four, five, you had four channels, five channels came later. I remember when channel five came, it was woo, free porn. And, um, <laughs> but I remember when we had four channels and the FA Cup final, you get the build up from, you get football you focus, look, you get the camera from, remember when it coach. used to follow the coaches and all that kind of build up was different. It was like the, even though your team was in the final, you'd watch the full day. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was meant, we all did it as kids. Mate, do you know what makes me laugh, right, Webber? You said to me, you say about coming podcast, you said, remind me of memory shocking. you just <laughs> gone through every single game of United's 1990 FA Cup run with the goal scorers Jay, like Jay it was Buck, yesterday. Jay Buck, do you know what <laughs> Football. I can tell you who scored. You asked me the day afterwards. We have done a lot of reminiscing today, and I know people are tuning in. It's been a while since we've been talking United. Obviously, Leicester at home this weekend. This comes from Lipo. Um, how many of their squad would improve our squad? Oh, I was talking Good question. to a lad downstairs about this before. Um, and he put Evans there <coughs> and then Lindelof, question mark? Don't start with this shit Johnny again Evans. when he's... Right, yeah, he was a good player, but he went to pot towards the end. Okay, well, come back. All right, let's right, not get right, stuck right, on this right, debate. Right, again. Right, sorry, their midfield, apart from Pogba, every one of them starts. Yeah, yeah, okay. well, Leicester's team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. spot on, mate. Indeed, I'd say Chil- Chil- <coughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd say Chilwell over even if Chilwell over Shaw. I would, mate. I'll be honest with you. Um, he's put here. I'm not questioning this. Schmeichel over David De Gea? Question mark. He's not said that either. He's put a question mark. On current form? I can't say because I haven't really seen Leicester much in terms of their goalkeeper. But I think you I probably argue that Schmeichel's probably more reliable at the minute. I think Jamie Vardy. Would no. you take Vardy but as then, one of our three? If you've not seen it, go and check out the interview we did with Laurie Whitwell Ooh. from The Athletic. Good but he mentioned that goal wasn't actually could could be looked at and not a mistake. The Palace as a goalkeeper coach looked at the goal we conceded against Palace. Right. And said it weren't a goalkeeping right, error. Fair enough, fair enough. So, right. so you're going to blame With these eyes, though, it was right, a goalkeeping error. Does getting our team? Over Martial. Uh, no. N- n- if the sun's shining, we tune it up. No, if it's raining, we're getting beaten all day. He does. He does. If, 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 if Vardy would get an easy United player, does he start? Does he start, though? I think you could start Vardy and Martial. I'll tell you what, you could get Vardy so in January. It Marcus be a bad buy. Hey? Won't be a bad buy in January. Well, I could, I could see all three straight, of them starting. Yeah, I thought it very strange him turning down Arsenal. That's no disrespect to Leicester, by the way. I found it very strange that he, he actually turned the team like Arsenal. But you know but I don't think he did. I think Leicester are just in such a strong position that unless you're coming to them like we did with 80, yeah, well record fee for a defender, then don't have. This to is sell. the thing people forget that Leicester have actually got. Not loads, of them, <coughs> but they've got money. Yeah. They're not skin. They've got a, an owner who's quite rich. They've got a good sort of setup there. And I think, obviously, there was a time when Vardy struggled, didn't he? You know, he's mm. found his sort of home at Leicester. So I sort of understand that. Lots of people asking a, about. Sorry, Declan Rice is their name. Somewhere. Oh, <laughs> going on here. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting out of that one, mate. You're oh. on your own there. You, you carry on under that box. Right, Jordan said, under. Has Dan James already made that left wing spot? Here's, let me finish these because quite a few questions on Dan James. Rayan says, Should Dan James just move to the left and let Rashford play on the right? Um, Webby obviously saw Dan James in action internationally. We've spoken that briefly. How are we feeling about Daniel James? I love him. <laughs> he's, he's a, he's a one of the players yeah. of the month, definitely. The player of the I month. Just, I yeah, just yeah. don't think he's got that fear, as you know. I just think that he's looking upon 
life and football. He's had a great move. Money's not the motivation, and he's going and he's enjoying it. You know, it must be a right. All of four day five. What would we give to get on that pitch Saturday? Yeah. We'd give everything. You can't we? celebrate. He's living our dream. You know, and I watched him last night. I have scored a goal. Oh, you know, I knew he's going to say yeah, that. But as soon as he said yeah. that, hey. Geez, and for I mean? me, I'd play him on the left. All I'd, and then obviously we, that could give like one of the two the break because. If one of them gets a... Have we got a thing here, though? I think he's more suited to a game at home against Leicester than he is at home against Palace. Yes. Because of the fact Leicester will leave gaps in behind. They will will come and almost not respect us. They'll come and try and play their game and try and get football, like get goals. And that should leave gaps at the back for us. Which is... (laughs) I'm worried by this game against Leicester, but it doesn't worry me as much as the Palace game. Uh, Bosby Babes Norge says, "Ask United Webby about Tromso, mate, with a wink and a." Very good, yeah. Very good trip. Very expensive. Uh, but when you're rolling great, with great people, who, 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 who you with? Where's Brown? <laughs> just, just, just great people over just, there. Great little town, and he's o- he's over there on loan now, isn't he? Is it Barlow? Ad Barlow's on loan and reserves for Tromso. Oh yeah, he's doing and he well, scored he? that weekend. We were there. Did you we got the, the match? No, we were going back. The match was on a Sunday. Lovely setter. But you need to check all the bugs, buddy, mate. 17 quid a kebab, my head fell off. 17? You, you, you went all the way to Tromso and had a kebab? I never had one. I experienced 17 the quid. <laughs> no, a lovely setter. You had a kebab, Wes Brown? Yes. Go. go on, Wes. E- exclusive. Getting stuck in Exclusive his... inside info here on Full Sound Devils. If we were OK Magazine, that would, that would be, be the title. European Cup winner. Wes Brown eats a kebab. <laughs> I'll have to send you the videos later. Of Wes Brown eating the kebab? No, no. I'll show you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's nothing bad. It's just in an airport video with me, Wes, and Vicky. Oh, uh, Vicky. Oh, Vicky filming it. It was uh, quite funny. You'll enjoy it. Right, good, good stuff. Um, Paul says, "Will Ollie makes next summer, so he gets the two more transfer windows he needs." So he well, points out that he feels he needs. I those, feel that, it? despite the f- worries I have, and we've been saying this for a long time about Ollie, in, if he don't get the results. The, the, the Glazers or the owners or whoever Woodward will pull the plug I think the fact that we've got rid of quite a few players might buy him a bit more time I think that keeps them happy the fans are obviously on board with him so I think he will be a, yeah I do to the summer and get the summers that that he wants and needs oh, hopefully yeah hopefully but like you're saying results I'm not sure Ruth, yeah, nah, I know results it's, it's, I'm not make certain, boards but. think you know years ago you can see certain managers look at Fergie and We'll give him a bit more time. We'll, we'll give him a bit more time, but and then, but can he can he allow it nowadays with the money? What's coming into, into the club? You know, I was saying the other day, Jay. Someone said to me, an old boy who who's been going for years. I thought I fancy this year we're a relegation battle. Now I remember going down to Millwall, and we Danny Wallace scoring one two one eighty nine. And if we got beat that day, we were going into the bottom three. Manchester United into the bottom three. We won two one away. You figure out then. I was too daft for in and out. <laughs> I know that's what I see. See, see, this is the thing. Like, I was never like this. Is why people get on to like people tweet me like, Oh, why aren't you on Ollie's case? And I never ever used to come out and say, Sack Jose Mourinho right now, please. Right now, I'd come out and say, oh, I think his manager was a bit shit, or that game was a bit yeah. shit, or whatever. Like, we're in a position where we go to games, we're fortunate enough to go to games, and when I'm there, I want to see us win. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if it's. You get to the point. I remember you did it on a fan cam once, where you're like, "I'm not going." I think it was Van Al. You'd had enough. No, it wasn't. It was my, it was you me, said, yeah. "I'm not setting foot in that ground when you he's got, manager." You got me, didn't you? Outside, <laughs> Goodison. 
And then he'd be sat to me the next day, so fucking sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Webby. Like, I ain't going again till yeah. he's gone. And he went, the Grim Reaper got, yeah, but the thing was is that <laughs> we got a football and we've got no divine right to win any match. But I've been lucky. I've seen some great players. I've seen some great teams at United in the 90s. We all have. And it hurts now to see someone address what had been pulled over three or four years. And it's been absolutely... And I've walked out of games bored. I've become the snake champion of the world under Van Gaal. I'd got to number one from four. We used to do a quiz. We were doing a quiz at United, we stand. You like, know, when like, you during the game. Like, when people were joining in around us. Like, you know, it was called... That was when we United. had, like, pictures of people balancing coffee cups. Yeah. Keep, you know, to keep your mind ticking over because it was like Ross Parkinson says... And uh, do you believe the Edwin rumours? So for those that don't know, there was a rumour going around in the last week that Edwin van der Sar, who's currently CEO of Ajax, is close to becoming our director of football. Betting was suspended on that, which could could be many reasons. It could be the fact that they've had a big stake yeah. on that, so they've pulled the market. Just the puppet. Or It'll it be just the puppet. I feel like it's just another brief and nothing's going to happen. Well, do you know what? Looking at there, he's over there. He's back home. There's no pressure on him. They sell all these players and every year they win the league and produce more players. Why does he want to come over here in his current standard? I know what I'd do. Personally, I'd stay over there. But it is Manchester United. That's no disrespect to Ajax. But this should have been done in the summer or two summers ago. Not halfway through the season when there's a bit of pressure on the manager. I just think that it should have been done, whether it's Van der Sar and talking Dan and Fletcher wanting a bit ago and other people. It should have been done. But it hasn't been done. So I don't think it'll happen. Uh, I don't think it'll. Don't we'll have a director of football in because he's, he wants <coughs> to be in the limelight himself. Woodward. That's it. He, he wants, wants to go, yeah. you know, nothing about football, but he wants to be the centre of attention. That's it. I don't think it's a case of attention. Although I do think when you make comments such as no team can do what we do, you, you're kind of asking for that. And he, I have no doubt he loved the kind of, you know, that the Twitter figure that he became at some point. I have no doubt about that. But it is like every time there's a convenient briefing to the press and then nothing actually really happens. I'll tell you one day when you was interviewing, it wasn't you, it was Huddersfield away in the cup and Gaz got me. Yeah. And had been in the director's box, me and Mickey T. That plant pot signing got, shirts. got that name now. He's signing shirts. Why was he signing United shirts? I was but like, listen to this. They cut, they cut, they, Chris actually cut the bit off when I've gone, I'm talking and I've gone, he's walked past me, Woodward. Kids come over and I've gone, Look at that plant pot signing them. Who are you? And then Chris actually cut it there. What's he signing United shirt? Did he score an hat for us at the new camp away? But it's like um, all these, a lot of people obviously have become more aware of what the Glazers are doing now recently, which is great. I love that. I remember when I went Wolfsburg away um, and we were by the team hotel and the Glazers were there. Some United fans were asking them for pictures. Oh, well, and my head fell didn't up. Didn't that in I was thinking, year, though. I was thinking, how the fuck are people, you asking them Al for people pictures? Said that. People I'll, said that happened last year against, against Barca. Always, they were getting pictures. I always remember one thing. Barca, what what, what, what just summed it up for me: yeah, the state man. of our fan base is that when the green and gold come out, and it was with the t-shirts, the scarves, the hats, the socks, everything. This lad's come down past me in my seat in the West End. Got all the gear on the bobby hat, the scarf, the glazed out t shirt, the shorts, the socks, the trainers. He, he looks a right clown. Got in the kiosk and give him 30 quid. What's all that about? You know, you you want them out, so you hit them in the pocket, and he's done the meal deal three times. Yeah, I can see. I'm a hypocrite because I hate the glazers, but I still have a season ticket. 
I look at it in the sense that, and Gary Neville puts this great in his book. I do agree with some things that he says. Honest. He says this in his book that I will always support United no matter who the players are, what league we're playing in, who's in the director's box or whatever. <coughs> and I, I kind of look at it that way. Whilst I know that pe some people can look at you and say you're a hypocrite because you're putting money in their pocket. But I don't ever want to stop going to the game. No, you can't. I do want them gone. Yeah. And that's the difficulty that you have. Yeah. Are you then... But then we know that if we don't go, someone else may go. Of course, yeah. Exactly. So it's almost like a catch-22. No, I'm with you, Mac. I was here long before the Glazers and I won't be there long after they've gone and, you know... My dad used to take me. I started taking one. Well, Missus started taking me. Oldest daughter, and you know, it's, it's something I've I've always done all my life is support United, and I always want to do that. And it's like me, for me personally, supporting United means that means going to the game and, and getting trying to get behind the team. That's not. So Jay I'm isn't not, saying you're not a fan if no, you don't go no, to No, no, that's games just for me. It's <laughs> part of my being a fan has been has been going yeah, to the traffic and the rest of it. I'm not knocking people that can't get there or don't. But that's but what it is for me. And I think I'm I'm like a bit like what you said with Gary Neville, whatever. Why should I stop going because of them? I, you know, I was here before they were. Yeah. I'll be here after they've yeah. long gone. But I can still close to my heart. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. If, exactly. If, if and when they maybe go, maybe I'm a hypocrite. If and when they go, and I hope to God it's in the next maybe five, ten years, you will we'll find out like what they've taken and t what that club is, the state they've left it in. They will. I think the club is in such a position where because it is run as a business very, very well. Whether we like them or not, whether we like Ed Woodward or not, what they are doing as a business and as a commercial front is very, in terms of bringing in the money. So I, I always think Manchester United will will always make that kind of, you know, will always make money. I do, because we're in that position now. We're <coughs> almost like the New York Yankees I or whatever. I just worry that because of this lack of success we're having on the pitch, eventually it's like almost like a Ponzi scheme. The money's going to stop coming yeah. in and they're keeping taking it out and it's going to sort of catch up with us if we're not yeah, careful yeah. do you know what I mean it, ca it can and it is yeah. it is yeah, in no, the yeah, sense sorry, that right, yeah, look is. how Manchester City are pulling away from us and that is down to not investing when when we sold Ronaldo for a world record fee when we were back to back Champions League finals when we were winning league titles just before Fergie's gone that was a result of that but we <laughs> So we'll be here all day. Yeah, behind the scenes, it's a car wreck, but they'll never show it. We're moving so on anyway to what was it? Wally of the week. I am Madam McCullough. Yeah. Because we've just been waved up. Time's ticking. Um, Wally of the week. This is hard to pick one out. Um, Boris Johnson. Jeremy Corbyn, we can go there. <laughs> yeah, you can say whatever you want. If you've, you've, you know, Boris Johnson's your one. No, I'm just sick of all that now. You know, <laughs> I've had a, I've had a, to vote. they're not thinking for anybody. They're just thinking about themselves. That's how corrupt they are. Fuck the Tories. Political manifesto. Um, Fuck Labour. Wally, Wally of the week. Are you a to, Tory, Andy? No, Wally, I'm, not, I'm, I'm neither. Wally of the week has got to be from the Ashes match. Yeah, no, you, no, he's, no, he's, not knocking at all this. I'm not getting into the cricket thing. It's only because I'm he should have never left that fan, ball with six enough. wickets down. Josh Butler, you don't leave the ball like that. Some put a bat on it. We take him to the oval starting next week at one-one. There you go. I'll, I'll, I've never been a huge fan of cricket, as some will tell by some of my tweets. But in 2005, I was doing my GCSEs, so I had a lot of time at school, and I watched that Ashes series, and it made me, it made me love the Ashes. Yeah. And I've been watching this series as well, keeping an yeah. eye on it. And dropping Smith as well a couple of times when 
I don't know if they dropped him, but they could have got him out a few times when they didn't, and then he went on to get 200. Machine, mate, machine. Game over. Um, The wet wipes, the Wally of the Week, is those people that were actually upset by him putting glasses on and celebrating, saying he was taking the piss out of Leech. Grow up. There's a lot of wet wipes. You can't celebrate, you know what I mean? (laughs) You scored a goal in the 89th minute, Old Trafford, Dan James, and you can't celebrate. Bollocks. My Wally of the Week is um, Tony Evans. Who's that? He's a writer for the Independent. And when England won, what's the headline? What's the headline? England won 4 0. Kane gets a hat trick. Sterling bags his seventh in seven games. What's your headline got to be? Surely England are smoothly cruising to Euro 2020 qualification, Jay. <laughs> It's not going to get them clicks, man. Come on. Let's throw Marcus Rashford under the bus for no reason whatsoever, (laughs) other than to get some clicks. But do you remember when it used to be Raheem Sterling? Yeah, and that was the problem. And then, then, no, but this is what pisses me off. All these pundits come out. Oh, yeah, Raheem Sterling, great for speaking up. I'm glad someone's finally done it. It's great to see Raheem Sterling coming out. But then those same people every week want to talk about Pogba and uh, Rashford in certain ways... Exactly, and, and 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 I hate the way they act. Like Raheem Sterling changed, like oh, he didn't change. He just, it just every the public outcry got so much that you had to start acknowledging you were bullying him. And he's always being racist. been the same. He's al- yeah. He's always been a boy that paid for his mum's house. Fucking that is a junk. dream. Imagine being able to buy your mum a house, but then some pricks want to criticise you for it. Did you see the video of H this week dancing, telling all the haters to do one? <laughs> if you haven't, Raheem Sterling should have done that. Um, what the other week? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go on. That's a good Wally of the week. I gave mine, didn't I? All right, sorry, yeah, Andy. I'm going for Jenny McCarbin. I know. I'm not getting all political, but he seems a bit of an odd one considering the mess that Johnson's in. Why, Jeremy Corbyn, Corbyn. Prime Minister, to be real with you. So he says, he says I'm saying Jeremy. Yeah, all right, all right fair, listen, listen. It seems like we found a Tory amongst us guys. Yeah. My <laughs> balls are Tory. <laughs> right. <laughs> on that note, this has been Full Time Devils. Nick is going nuts at the back. Calling me a wanker, I think. Wouldn't be the first time I've been called one of them. But I am one, so <laughs> who cares if it's factual? Um, thank you for watching Full Time Devils. Make sure you're subscribing on Audio Boom, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Um, like and comment and share and subscribe and get your thoughts in, in the comments. Get your wallies of the week in, in the comments. If you've got any questions for the next one, get them in. Have you got anything to plug this week? No, obviously, back to normality, isn't it, for us? So, previews, watch-alongs, fan cams, all that stuff coming up for the Leicester game. Keep it locked. See you Saturday. See you Saturday. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.